So what did you think of the class? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't understand. Well, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't realize that it was, you know, all of what people do well, here. We teach the best Taekwondo in the country. You seem really knowledgeable. I am very. So, I am one, one notch on my belt from being the grandmaster of all grandmasters. Wow. So you should be very... Honestly, you should be grateful that you're in a place like this okay. because we're in your town oh. and it's like you can't find this anywhere. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and have you fill this out. You know, it, it, it is what you would consider a contract, but you're committed, aren't you? Well, I mean, yes, you are. So let's just go ahead and do it. I just need your bank account info and then we'll go from there. Well, could you tell me a little bit about the process? Well, what do you need to know? So just this is just what do you, your, like I don't understand what is there like just sign it and then uh, let's get started Are you committed or not if you're not committed then I'm walking out of this room right now I feel like I want to do it. I'm walking. I, I don't know if this is for me Okay, if that's the case, you know what I spent at least 22 minutes on you I need that belt back right now, and you know what go ahead and give me the uniform No, that'll be a little awkward that you're gonna get naked in the office Probably shouldn't do that. Just give me the belt right now, please. This, like right now? Give it to me now. I, you want? Now. I feel strange. That's okay. I take, You'll be fine. Uh, You'll be fine. Ripper, give me that. Okay. Go ahead and get out of here. It was nice meeting you. Get out. Watch the full version at sidekicksuccess.com. Bam, episode 31 live on Facebook coming today, the art of the intro. intro. That was that was new. We're doing a duet this <laughs> afternoon. Hopefully you guys are enjoying yourselves. This this episode and Sidekick Success is brought to you by our sponsor, Mudo USA, aka James Kim. And uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about last week's episode that just got posted live or live, got posted on our on our page as well for you guys like to be able to see. Ago. Absolutely. Just very recent. And that was on the power of positivity. We got some good feedback on that one. And uh, don't forget, though, if you are not on the live episode, you will miss out the bonus content question and answers at the end you'll, of each episode. You'll miss out on the shenanigans and the, the picking out the things from our... Teeth. That's, 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 that's yeah. Before and after, we've got good stuff for you guys. All right. So today's <laughs> you said all serious. Uh, yeah, that's it. We got it. So today's episode, the art of the intro. Uh, I think that there is so much valuable content with this one. There are so many schools out there, and I know that growing up, I think you you get an instructor and they bring in a new student and they hand them off to you and they say, "Here, teach them." And there's not really a lot of rhyme or reason behind it. So in today's world, I think people expect a little bit more and a little bit better. And so we're going to talk through our processes on how do we try to wow the audience when they come in? How do we try to build a relationship and how do we try to get an intro to have an experience that will last them and make them understand that what we do is better than the majority of people out there getting done. So uh, with that, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you. So I think the intro process is extremely important and i think it's something that is constantly evolving and should always be reviewed and perfected and it is basically an infinite process that will never never stop because our uh, clients our customer base and our target market is always changing mm -hmm. so it's important that we go through each step 
walk through it and figure out what is, how is the best way that we're going to approach this? So the first thing I'll do is to kind of talk about what we do here at Coma. And step one is they'll, they'll schedule the intro lesson on our website, directly on our website. And I think this is such an important thing because nobody wants to call anybody anymore, mm-hmm. including myself. Because, first of all, it it's a lot easier and it's faster to schedule online. And second of all, you can do it whenever you want to. So they schedule online on our website and then we'll get a no- notification. And then one of our staff members will confirm with them within, I think, an hour. Mm-hmm. Because this is one of the things we found out is if you don't talk to them, you don't have a human uh, connection voice to voice, then they are less likely to feel obligated to actually show up or to call and cancel or cancel via their email. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before as well, that uh, you've got basically a live lead right there. There's some passion. There's some interest. They just got a hold of you. Uh, they, they took the step to cross that barrier. And if you reach back out to them, then you create the lifeline to bring them in. If you wait a couple of hours, if you wait till tomorrow, if you wait until next week to give them right. a, a call back or an email back or any of those things, then you're, you're just getting your return diminished the entire time. And I think as time goes as time passes, then they're going to start forgetting like, oh, wait a minute. I, I can't, I didn't even remember that I scheduled that. Or intro. I scheduled them with three different places. Right. Right. Yeah. So you also think a little bit about the, the concept of they're, as I said, they're kind of hot right now. They want to be able to do this. And yep. as that goes along, they, you give them an opportunity to question whether or not they made the right decision. Correct. So if they did reach out to two different people and you got a hold of them after the next group, they may have already scheduled a time and they're like, oh no, thank you. We've got an appointment on whatever, almost like a doctor's appointment. If you've got a doctor's appointment, you don't schedule another doctor's appointment unless you need a secondary opinion. And and a lot of times we know as martial arts instructors, the people come to one and they sign up at the one and they never see another martial arts school in their whole lives. Right. And that's unfortunate because if they have a bad experience at one martial arts school, it gives all the martial arts schools a bad name Mm -hmm. and it basically shuts everybody else out. So after we have them schedule and we confirm with them, then through the software that we use, it automatically will email them their appointment and it actually will give them a calendar uh, invite. So then it goes directly to their calendar, which I think is huge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then if they are like me and live by your calendar on your phone, then you want your appointment to be on their calendar. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, the day before, we'll send an email out automatically through the software. And then the day of, we'll send a text reminder. Once they get in, we have... So that's important to note. Let's just go back to as a, yep. as a part of the process there. A person could try to schedule an appointment, you know, 24 hours in advance or whatever, but maybe even days ahead of time. So it's important for us to be able to make weeks. that... Weeks. We get like two weeks ahead. It could be... There's a a great need for us to be able to have the immediate contact and that follow-up is is necessary when we're when we're getting in touch with these students, making sure that we confirm that appointment that's going on that afternoon or whatever, as you're talking about those steps, those are critical for people to be able to make that repeated effort, not just assume that when they made the appointment two weeks ago and they got the email that went to their calendar that they're gonna show up that day. There needs to be a piece of work that's done in between there from the school owner, office managers, to be able to actually bring that lead in. Yeah, and I think it's important that we try to automate as many things as possible, but the calling and having that 
human voice to voice is something you cannot automate, right. even though they're trying to, you know, get AI to do this, oh, but gosh. you can, it's, it's annoying. Right. Like, it's either you like, give me a robot and it sounds like a robot or like, give me an actual human. Have you heard of this? You'll be talking on the phone and they actually have the sound of a keyboard in the background. It's like, have you heard well, this? Talking, like, yeah. what, what's, so what's, what is your account number? It's like, like typing. And I'm, I'm like, are you literally trying to fool me with this, right. with this robot? <laughs> like, what is the point of doing the this? keyboard? Because, because, well, I'm not going to say what I think about yeah, it. But. Maybe there's other people who might believe it, but uh, you can't skip that point. You have to have that, that human connection. Uh, but af- after they come in, we will make sure <clears throat> this is something that I will talk to my staff or I stress with my staff on a lot is that they should be top of mind starting in the morning when you first come into the business. That's the only thing you should be thinking about. No, it's not the only thing. It should be on the top of your mind. It shouldn't just be, all right, I got to do this, 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 and this. Oh, and by the way, oh yeah, we have an intro. Mm -hmm. No, it should, this is always like how I thought even when I started was even the night before I already got three intros and then I wake up and I have that anticipation and I always compare it to when you are having guests to your house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. I want to make sure that the toilets go cleaned. Right. I want to make sure my house is all clean. I want to make sure that we have enough food for them. I want to make sure that I have enough drink for them or whatever they need. So then when I come out, when, when they do come over, I'm a good host host. Sure. It's exact. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. So when they come into your business, we should be expecting them. Like when they come in the door, they within five seconds, somebody should say, Hey, aren't you such and such for your intro lesson? Right. And then from there, I really want to see a hand to hand and you don't have to physically touch, but basically guided a guided experience from start to finish. Right. I don't want them ever off on their own on that first day mm-hmm. because then they're out of our control. Right. And those are, those are things that you would do just in general relationship building is trying to think about easy stuff. Eye contact. Like you said, a hand, a hand to hand gesture, yep. a high five, a good, a good greeting, a building of rapport right from the get go. And, and that can work wonders, especially if you're working with kids that have challenges or, or anything else in there. When, when a mom or dad walks in the door and they have a little apprehension, they're here for something and they've seen that you provide these benefits. And then the minute they walk in the door, they see how you instantly build rapport with right. the person. Because you've been anticipating this, you read the review file, you saw that mom said, you know, we're here because they have ADHD or, or yep. we're looking for this thing. And you're like, awesome. Well, I already know how to work with you. And I'm excited about being able to do this. And are you ready to go? And, and then mom feels like, wow, I can't like, see you later. I'm so happy. Like they're yeah. doing such a great job. And that before any lesson ever started, that user experience is so, so important. Building that rapport, uh, obviously with the parent, but especially with the with the child is huge and is one of the most important things and that is why this is an art and i think a lot of people will get overconfident on this process mm-hmm. or they will hand it off too early to their staff and say here and i'm guilty of this here you go ahead and take care of this when in reality this takes a master to uh, master this process mm-hmm. of going from start to finish to balance the professionalism of talking to the parent to make sure that the message is clear and consistent. And then also to be able to handle the child that's coming in and to yeah. make mom or dad feel comfortable with letting them go. Sure. So that brings up the next one, which I guess you started to allude to, um, 
choosing the right instructor to be yep. able to do this job. Yep. We've said in the past that the school owner or the, the lead instructor, the person usually is like the top dog in alpha when it comes yep. to being able to work with these people. But theoretically, you, in theory, if you are turning that over to somebody, do you just a allow anyone to give the intro b try to give someone specific training to be able to do this one or c always have a go-to person that does these things we for the majority of the time have a go-to person mm -hmm. and we've gone through a couple mm -hmm. and basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we fired you a couple months ago no <laughs> We uh, went through a couple, and we just tried to figure out like who's got a ha the handle on this. For me, I don't like this. I think all of our instructors need to be Should able to do be. this. That'd they all need to have best case. Yes, because then you need to have backup. You need to have plan B, C, D, and but for now, for us, it's easiest if we have our our go to person, the go to person, and. I think it's also important you try to figure out like what's going to match that student. So in a perfect world, if you have somebody who's coming in and they need uh, improvement and focus, then you pick your instructor who's really good at, at helping students with that. Mm -hmm. Or you have somebody who comes in and they're really shy, mm -hmm. then you should maybe have somebody who's very energetic and you know so just good with that overwhelm them right exactly <laughs> not like a same like a bear you, playing with a kitty cat if you had a uh, adult student coming in pairing right. them with a 15 year old is probably not That's the best exactly option those things a great point yes so it really comes down to personalizing the experience and let's take one step back to that first phone call mm -hmm. and this is something that is if you can get them on the phone, that is so important is you have to use that time wisely and get to know who we are dealing with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, who, so this is for a seven year old or this is for your son. Right. So why, may I ask, why did you schedule this? Is yep. there something particular that we're, that you're wanting to improve with our program mm -hmm. and then let them talk? Cause then when you're doing the intro lesson, you, you just you just like things. give them whatever they're looking for, focus, confidence, or et cetera. Absolutely. Because then it's just like a done deal. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a page from from you and go on a little tangent. Even even beyond all of that, let's think the content that you're putting out on the on the page, if you're put putting all of this information out, and I know you're so good at having the videos and things, and so people could really get a great visual of who you are and what you do. So they could see these videos and they could think, that's what I'm looking for. I want this mm. thing. And so when they're coming in because they saw what's on the video, then it's important that what they are getting when they show up there is the right. consistency of that. So if we're posting videos all the time of speed and agility drills and they come in here and there's not a single speed and agility drill, but they came in because they saw videos of speed and agility drills, right. then that product isn't going to sell itself. And I know, like I said, it's a little bit of a tangent, but the, the concept there is if you really want to have successful intros and they came in because they saw what you do and who you are based off of the brand that you're presenting, if what you do during that intro is consistent with that, that's how you help sell yourself. They came in because they've already seen you. They right. like you. They like what you're doing. And so now that they've taken that step to come in, they've already committed. Now everything else, if you just follow along with keeping your brand consistent, you don't, there's no work that needs to be done. So in a perfect world, it comes down to is your presence externally, so online or anywhere else, representing your value. Mm -hmm. So if you are presenting yourself in a, in a really classy, 
premium way than when they come in and you're delivering that product that is premium and classy, then when you present them the rate, which we'll talk about in a minute, then it should be like, yep, that's honestly, it should be like, wow, that's it. That's it, how much it is. That's, you I was expecting the, more. The BMW dealership. Right. And you're not you're expecting like, a sticker shock. Right. Like, really? Like, you made, oh, I thought it was going to be on 12 grand for a brand new BMW. Sure. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. But. But they, I guarantee they don't have that problem. Right. Their problem is the opposite. Absolutely. Where people are like, I don't even want to go in because I think it's too expensive. And when, it's probably... When they do have entry levels that are more yeah, budget yeah. friendly. Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to getting to know the customer and then presenting that experience tailored specifically for their needs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now let's... let's um, Go back to as we talk about choosing the right instructor real quick before we go on to the next one. If you are, and I know we we have a lot of listeners out there who are one man shows or, or limited in staff. Yep. So would you, with scheduling, try to schedule them specifically for? I mean, we're going to get into group versus private intros in a minute too. Yep. But the the off hours. If you're so well, that if you're, you're by best yourself? instructor, yeah. yeah. This is a tricky one. Because you run into the, the dilemma. The dilemma is if I only schedule them on off hours, maybe I'm cutting out part of the market who can never come to that time. Mm-hmm. So you have to be strategic on figuring that out. And it's almost like a balancing act where you don't want to turn your back on your, your current customers because mm-hmm. you don't want to just chase new students and then you're losing current ones because then you're just you know Spending chasing your, your tail. Right. So and we'll, have, we'll talk about this. With yeah. The so then it really just comes down to figuring out what is the best balance. So if I, if it was me, I just had them come in and do class. Right. So mm-hmm. I have them come to the beginner class as a group because the whole dilemma or the, the choices are, do you do group or do you do individual? Do you mm-hmm. like a private lesson? So if it was for me and I'm by myself, put them in with, with everybody else. And like, you don't only really have an option. Right. And if you can schedule them on off time where it's just you and the other person, I think the private lesson's the best. And let me tell you why. It's because you cannot control that experience that the other students can give to that new person. Mm-hmm. You can't control what their mouth is going to say, right. especially with kids. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you're having them do something like a partner drill and then they actually kick them. Yep. You can't control Hurt that. My fingers, right. sure. Exactly. Or they, and saying stupid things like that are negative. So we talk, I mean, like you said, again, we'll we'll get into there, but the the thing that comes to my mind is if a student in the class needs more attention than you can give to the the new member, sure. then that just becomes a difficult situation that you have to overcome. So it's best right. to try to, in my opinion, avoid that too. So now in here, uh, you'd posted, and this is I'm so curious about closing the intro. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we personally will do a private lesson and it lasts about 30 minutes during the time we'll have somebody who is, we have one of two people that, that does this right now. And that person, I guess you could call them a closer, which I really don't like that term. So I don't want to, I don't want people to think of it like as, as a used car salesman or, you know, you're closing the deal, right. ABC. Right. It's not like that. It's more of somebody who can, you know, do the process from start to finish and during the lesson, they're going to be talking about like the program and all the things that we offer and how we are going to fill the gap. Mm-hmm. How are we going to provide a solution to your problem? That's literally all that's going to happen. Sure. And then 
when the lesson's finished, we'll have the child come out, which, by the way, we put them in a full uniform, brand new full uniform. And, and some people might think, well, I don't want to waste a uniform. Like, how much, it, how much do you pay for a uniform? Right. Like, we're, we're, what is that? We're, we're picking up pennies. We're missing the dollars. Right. That's the same. So uh, we put them in a full uniform, have them get the full experience. And then once they go and getting, once they get changed, then we'll talk about the rates. And when I was talking about finding the right person, you've got to find somebody who is very likable Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, it all comes down to, do I like you or not? Depending. And this is all going to depend on if I'm going to buy from you. This is just a subconscious psychology. Right. It all comes down to, do I like this person who's talking to me about the program? And we've all had that experience before where you go even to like a restaurant and the server is trying to sell you on the special. Yeah. And you're like, we just, we just went to dinner at, um, Cooper's Hawk. I I think it's nationwide, but it's like a winery. Okay. And I watched this whole process and it's beautiful. And my, if my friend ever sees this video, he's going to agree with me because he was the one who got sold, but <laughs> <laughs> they have a wine membership and it's like three wines a month. Okay. And they were going through the idea. whole spiel and he was, you know, pretty good at his job. He's a server. And at the end of the dinner, he's like, so by the way, you, you know, you guys like this wine. We have this membership. So then every month you get $50 off and blah, 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 blah. And he sold it. I'm like, like this is exactly like an intro lesson. You come in, you try the, the experience. Now, if the server was a jerk yep. or um, just not sociable and just kind of quiet and not and didn't build a rapport, because he was given his opinions on uh, all the different types of pairings with wiring and food and his uh, expert opinion, expert opinion on all those things. So if he wasn't doing that. It wouldn't have would closed work. a deal because it just would have been a, a hollow, empty cell. Right. But when you build a rapport and, and establish that relationship with that with that customer, then it's going to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll do servers, it. I kind of like have to do it. Servers are – there's such a difference. But like oh, that's a spectrum. Serve, but there is a gigantic yes. spectrum. And I would consider myself like a restaurant connoisseur now because we go out every – the wife and I, we go out – Every Saturday, and we go to different, unique restaurants, and every single time I sit in that restaurant, I'm grading them. Yeah, all the time. Service, Same thing. food, decor, right. ambiance, all those things. And specifically with servers, it comes down to that fine balance, and it really can be applied to what we do. Like, stop, like don't bother me right. every five minutes. Don't interrupt my conversations, but be there if I need you. Right. And that's the same. So as we get back on track there with uh, choosing the closer, the person who can read the room, the person who can understand. I mean, if the parent is very adamant about watching what's happening and listening to the conversation and just so engaged in what's happening and you're over there bothering them about whether or not that they want to sign up, then you're creating a gap. Sure. That they're not going to like. But meanwhile, if they're chatting with you and they don't even care about what Johnny's doing, that's a great sign, by the way, because they're like, we're, we're going to do this. And oh, yeah, I'm sure he's having a great time, blah, blah, blah. And you yeah. easy. It's but, a balance. You want, you want them to see the, you want, you want them to see the lesson, mm-hmm. but you also want to develop that relationship. Absolutely. Because you have to develop the trust. So when do you bring them into the office? Uh, we actually don't bring them in the office we anymore. Got, well, I mean, when do you the bring them The front desk? Yeah. Yeah. We used to bring them in the office. But then it started to feel like salesy again. Yep, yep. Uh, and I kind of let my staff choose on this. I wanted to bring them in the office, but I guess it felt a little bit too personal, and I understand that. So we just kind of do it at the front desk. 
And now that I'm thinking about this, the best way that this would happen is that you are building rapport, building the connection, building the trust, give them all the details on the program, and then they ask, well, what's how much, what are the rates? Yeah. Because then it, they're curious about it. Sure. As opposed to throwing the rates at them and going, like when they're not even in the right mindset to make that decision. And I, you know, it's funny, we've had, we've had a number of people, and I think both of us do this, where we try to enroll students it's not the first step that we're trying to do is get you to sign up for a trial membership. Or yeah. It's not what the goal is really. Right, we don't do trial memberships. And so it, it's interesting to me that there are a lot of people out there that do just trial memberships. And I wonder how much of that is due to ease. Like, you know, I don't, I'm having this uncomfortable conversation. So again, we talk about the yeah, culture yeah, and why yeah. this is important. And I'm not comfortable selling the membership to you. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell you this 1999 special because it's easier. It's easy. Yeah. And then after it's a lower it's barrier to entry, which yeah. I understand, but, uh, it really comes down to, are they the right people? Right. And if they're the right people, then it's really not a sell. Mm -hmm. You're not selling anything. You're just solidifying what they saw on the internet or what they heard from their friend. Right. All you're doing is just, being congruent with what they heard or right. saw. It's really it, simple. It's, it's, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's extremely simple, but extremely complicated at the same time. It is. Cause I, a lot I of remember, moving parts. Yeah. When yeah. you're, when you're going into this, um, moving from a one man show into a, a you know, a full-time martial arts instructor role or a business owner role, getting all of those things to align. Yep. Very challenging. And there's so, pros and cons for both. Right. So if you're instructor, if you're the one man show, then it's easy to build rapport. <laughs> people are looking at right, and yeah. it's it's basically a hundred percent on you, right? And people like that. They yep. I, honestly, that one man show kind of has an advantage there, because there you're talking be, to the owner, right? And there's there's some trust in that. Like right. I know you. Yeah, yep. it's a whole different right. thing. All right, so now let's get back. We were talking just a little bit ago about private versus group intros, and I think a lot of the industry would probably agree that private intros are usually the best uh, as far as building rapport goes and being able to really drill down into what you're, what you're offering and how that affects the individual. But the group intro itself also has a great place because uh, getting them in the classes sometimes can be a, a great get over the hump type yeah. of thing. Getting them in the group class. Right. You think that's hard? No, I say it's easy sometimes to get kids over the hump of being able to like in instantly create connections and to see. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I definitely think it all depends on the student. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about group and, and private, then I think adult adults probably do better in a group because mm -hmm. they don't it's almost like they feel awkward and adults are actually looking most of the time for connections relationships right they don't know their tribes yeah yeah so and one of the things i talk about in our instructor courses which is going to be available at sidekickyou.com one of the, not to plug that but i just did, <laughs> did you? but one of the things i'll talk about is basically your youngest beginners will have the least amount of partner drill specific experiences. Right. And they don't really care about that. But as they get older and get more advanced, then that starts to increase. Adult and teen beginners all the way up, they will be majority partner drills. Mm -hmm. And this is how we structure our classes when we teach them. Black belts, 
90%, 95% partner drills. We do jiu-jitsu, boxing, paddle drills, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But it's important that we understand that because then we'll be giving them the things that they need, that they came for. That craving. Like teens, sure. you know, like teens, all they, teens, but, you know, probably between the ages of 12 and 15, mm-hmm. all they care about are their peers' opinions. And being cool. Right. So put them with other kids, make them feel welcome. Right. And especially girls, even, I think those, those are the ones who really have to, you really have to pay attention to because they want that. Uh, so you just have to adapt right. to the different student. So another option um, that we kind of discussed a little bit beforehand is along the lines of a group intro, but having a group intro program. So there are a lot of opportunities nowadays for you to run uh, week-long classes in gymnasiums for schools, for oh, you yeah, to go to yeah. you know church groups or even Boy Scout groups or to do any of these things you've done. Um, fairs, you've put out your flyers all over the place and you've connected with people and you bring them all into your school for a free Saturday morning intro that we do like a monthly intro on this day. And you start trying to funnel people into that group where it's supposed to be as as clean and organized as possible you've got all your staff in there you divide people up into groups you run them all through a class and you create the opportunity to build a um i guess kind of almost like a a sales nest like where all of a sudden you're like okay so i know that some of you guys have already decided to get it started and we thank you for turning in these forms i've gotten a lot of questions for you guys if you're interested in this one then you can kind of drive the the herd mentality right i don't know that i necessarily like that approach but it is an option that I've heard a lot people sure. out there. I've done that before and, and it worked okay, but I, I, I rather do, I personally, I rather do one-on-one myself, yeah. uh, group intros for my staff, I think is a little bit better as long as we have assistant instructors to be able to work with the, the one person and this other option is. Yeah, different. our approach is, has always gone back and forth and I, th- I think it really comes down to two different approaches. First is what you talked about is basically it's like the, um, the fishnet approach right. where you get this giant fishnet and see how many fish you can, you can, you can keep right. or catch. And then from the, that pool of fish, you try to find the best ones. And that goes a little bit against kind of the way that I would like to view business, which says you're trying to find the right people. Right. And when you cast the net like that, you've got some crabs in there. You've yep. got a tuna that you got to throw back or yep. like, Oh, there's a salmon. I'll, I'll keep that one. And it, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't really work. I'm not well. particularly a fan of the fish net approach. I would say we're more of the just fishing, <laughs> just get your fishing pole and catch one at a time. Right. Because then you now here we go. Here's a good analogy. You ready? So here's an analogy. Ready? Uh, with the fishing approach, you can change your different lures to match the fish that you're trying to catch. Right, 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 right. So instead of getting a giant net, now you can specifically pick out what which fish you want. Yep. And that's the approach that we take. Uh, that's why I don't like to do these cheap. 1999 for two weeks and mm-hmm. all this and because first of all you're cheapening your product and you're devaluing your, your service mm-hmm. second of all you're going to get everybody in there and under the sun and then you're going to be wasting all your staff's time people who aren't the right people right that's a difficult deal i know there are a lot of schools with a lot of different but who wants to turn down new students <laughs> yeah that's for sure so um during the lesson what is the approach i guess during a group class it would be a little different than during a private class but what do you what do you like to as far as a curriculum per se yeah what's the go-to uh keep it basic keep it simple uh develop connection rapport first obviously 
It really comes down to how well does the can your instructor connect with my child? Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. And I'm assuming you script out yours um, for those instructors. Like we're going to go do this drill, this drill, this drill. Um, There's a couple of. Them. We don't really have a script, but we did, we have a guideline, mm-hmm. or we have just kind of a bullet pointed thing where they kind of go through it. But it's just like teaching like a class. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. Right. And again, I talk about this in our instructor courses. It's, you know, I have to d- develop that rapport or actually you measure their energy first and figure out like, are they shy? Are they energetic? And then you go from there and adapt to their personality. But we keep the martial arts skills very simple, but it all comes down to, really, this is what it comes down to. Can your instructor make my child do anything right that's it like yeah. can you get my child to kick and punch the can they which this works that's right? it it's really that's what it comes down to and most importantly can you get my child to want to do it yeah that's it and so if you can back over there so right and they come out and you show them the discipline of of standing straight and bowing and all those things it always always comes down to did that child like it the parents are what do they always ask well so did you like it yeah and for me, which is kind of, I don't want to go, get off a tangent here, but that's ludicrous. Right. Like if you are watching as a parent, there's a reason why you came in. What does it matter if you, if they liked it? Yeah. Is the place safe and clean? Do the instructors mean well? Are they passionate? Are they genuine? Do they know what they're doing? Yes. Okay. There we go. Then we're good. The, uh, the thing that I've heard before that I am not a fan of not talking tangents, but during the lesson trying to do something different than you do during your regular classes so that the person oh likes so breaking a board um having a sidekick yeah like a (laughs) birthday firecracker board yeah you know it's like come on just stick to your like who you are and do you right don't try to do I, i hate the gimmicks we talk about this all the time i just can't stand the gimmicks just be authentic and be genuine. Okay. So now after the lesson is over, we walk them out, have them change back out of the uniform. And then this is where we say, well, this is what the program costs, which option works best for you. And then we'll have this moment where they get to either keep the uniform or have to give it back. Right. And they give the it awkward, back. The awkward. A little awkward. Like, keep the, it's not awkward. Keep it. It's not awkward. Keep it. Right. Do you know why? It's because it's all about, the closer or the person who's talking to them because their their job is to not make it awkward. I love talking and just about say, stats. hey, this is a good one. Yeah, hey, we'll keep it on right here in our drawer for you. So when you come back, or if you decide you want to come back, we'll have it waiting here just for you. Right. Put your name on it. Right. right. So then we all like there are two options from this point. They sign up or they didn't. They enroll. I don't like I, enroll. Yeah, I don't like saying sign up because it just sounds so cheap. Like what are you like? You're signing up for the the neighborhood pool party. It's like, okay, for me. Fair. And this is, but this is all the little things that are so I'm so particular about because of building our brand and presenting who we are. Right. Right. You're not mm-hmm. going to sign up for your child's speech therapy. Like you're signing up for it. No, you're enrolling them or you're registering for that program. So that goes back to the conversation from earlier is making sure that there's this high level of consistency throughout the entire program. Start to finish the entire brand. All right. So then following up though. Yeah. So if they don't enroll, uh, if they enroll, if they enroll or they don't enroll, we still follow up. Mm -hmm. So thanks for coming in. Let us know if you have any questions, et cetera, et cetera. 
one of the things I'm, I'm really against is badgering people. Mm-hmm. And I th- think we might have did this in the past and it was not of my will, but we definitely are not going to do that now and in the future because I personally hate it when I get badgered when I don't buy a car or do a membership or whatever. So what we'll do is we'll call in two days. We'll email them directly the day after Mm -hmm. and then maybe email them again and that's it. Right. Pretty simple. Cut cut and dry. We might even, we might put them in our email drip campaign just to keep them up to date with what we're doing in the future if they change your mind. And in some instances, schools will do a kind of a cost cutting approach towards this. You know, if you sign up today, it's $99. Right. And then now three weeks later, okay, this is our last offer. It's $25 today. <sighs> okay. Okay. Come back in for another free class. Right. Right. All right. We'll come pick it's you like, up. Can you get more desperate? <laughs> right. Can absolutely. you get more desperate? Definitely. And don't. it's so awkward too. I don't agree with you that You make the all. other person feel awkward. Right. Well, I mean, it's the same thing like a relationship. Would you please go out with, please, it is. Please, would, you like, are so right. Please. I always compare the whole process. It's, you can't, <laughs> you can't ask for that commitment on the first date. <laughs> right. You've got to show them and, Prove it to them. You're a good right. other half. Yep. And it was the same thing. Like sure. for us, about a year. Okay. Give us a year, and we'll prove it to you that we can we can transform your child, or we can at least show some benefits. Right. All right, guys. Well, that is that is a wrap for the art of the intro. There was a ton of great stuff in there. I always appreciate hearing a little bit about what we do back and forth. And then uh, a special announcement today talking about our winners for our coaching contest. Yeah, we named our winners and it was, uh, we actually got quite a few applicants and it came down to who had the most potential in our opinion mm-hmm. to benefit from our uh, guidance mm-hmm. and our program. Right, and then also relatability. You know, it's like right. some, some people that we can talk to, have a good time with, yeah. and make sure that, like you said, it's it's a win-win. Like with, with us, our clients are always going to be somebody we can just kind of go back and forth with and uh, just feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. You can text us, you can message us, whatever. But uh, the first winner was Brandon Rhodes at Infinity Tech Window. It was in Texas. So congratulations to Brandon. And the second was Patrick Stanton uh, at Black Eagle Martial Arts. Is it, is it Wichita? Wichita, yeah. Which is mm-hmm. Which is three hours south of us. So we're very excited to help them improve their business, build their business, and most importantly, grow their business mm-hmm. through our 10-month program. And we just came out with this with this program. We're going to call it Lean. Lean? Lead. Lead. <laughs> we so we created this acronym. Hot off the press. Right, hot off the press. Just I forgot it was a D or not. Yeah. So it's Lead. Uh, and... It's an auto, not automated. It's a process we put together that we feel is best to make sure that we're plugging up all the holes, so we're not losing students and not uh, having any of those those uh, ha- things that could happen in the future that we could have prevented. Mm-hmm. But also building our business, so we don't have to be teaching every class, mm-hmm. answering the phone, and something that you can uh, live on for long for the long term sure basically just giving people the opportunity to learn how to go through the process and then refine the process yep. instead of 
constantly spinning their tires at the early yep. stages, be able to get them over the hump. And it's super exciting. Like I said, I congratulate uh, both the winners. I think initially we were only going to have one and then that kind of turned into two. And, and there are, I wanted uh, to take all of them, but we're like, yeah, we don't this, have enough time. We, for there's that. capacity for this kind of time thing, is but. money and we've got to feed our, at least I have to feed my kids and my wife. So, yeah. and it just always comes back down to that. And you got to buy more Jeep parts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they keep breaking. I don't know. The, <laughs> Uh, after we're done with this, then uh, we'll answer any questions if anybody has any. So if you're listening to us just via the podcast, then make sure you join us live if you can, 1.30 Central Time, P- and that is in the PM, not in the AM. And uh, yeah, so we'll answer any questions. Right. <laughs> I like that one, actually. That's it's a good. really good uh, little slogan. But yeah, so that is it. And make sure you check out the episode that we just posted on the power of positivity. We just posted it today. It's the polished one. I know this video is probably not the best of quality because of upload, you know, upload speeds. Mm -hmm. So uh, check that out and we'll see you at episode number 32, 1.30 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday next week. Trace Dose.